Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. The Big 12 has decided we can let our guys back in on campus and work out in our weight room supervised by our uh, medical staff and strength staff on the 15th. The week prior to that, on the 8th, our guys will be given a, a battery of tests and uh, blood work and COVID-19 tests, the whole gamut. But to expect them to be as in shape uh, on, on June 1st as maybe they, they would have been in years past, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody expects that. That's Texas football coach Tom Herman on his team returning to workouts soon. We're sitting here on June 2nd now. We're hearing a lot of schools roll out plans for the next couple of weeks as they plan to get football going again. Yeah, why wouldn't they? I mean, a week ago, or 10 days ago, we were discussing this COVID thing intensely. Yeah. Now we've got people in massive groups gathering and I don't hear about it. I long for the days when the complaints with the president was playing golf. I mean, instead of trying to worry about the 10, 100,000 people dying. Now, nobody's talking about it. So why wouldn't these teams getting back together? Everybody else is getting together. Clemson star wide receiver Justin Ross is going to miss the 2020 season. His career could be in jeopardy. He was diagnosed with what Coach Dabo Swinney called a congenital fusion in his spine. He'll undergo surgery Friday. He was considered among the top wide receivers in next year's draft class and was expected to be the Tigers' leading receiver this season. We were just talking about this yesterday, PK. Football is a crazy sport, and usually we say that because of all the contact injuries. This is non-contact. This is congenital. But you just never know with football when your career is going to be over. So if you have a chance to go pro, if you have a chance to get a big money contract, it's no surprise guys go for it. There's so many of these stories where it's over in an instant. Yeah, fortunately, he went to Clemson, so he did get paid, so things are good. USC has revoked season ticket and Trojan Athletic Fund membership privileges from a self-described football booster who posted a series of tweets calling for protesters to be shot over the weekend. Marla Brown, who previously worked as a Los Angeles Police Department union attorney, posted the tweets on Sunday as protests spread across the country in the wake of the death of George Floyd. So there's the football angle to this, but it's not the first time that we've heard police department unions and, in this case, union attorneys, are a big block to police reform. Uh, We've heard this from the former uh, police chief in Minneapolis, and I think I heard about the story first before I heard about her former job, but when I heard about her former job, I thought about the story I read about Minnesota right away. Well, what does a big block to police reform mean? Well, I think it can mean a lot of things depending on the town. Well, but What's reform, it mean to you? You said it. I think the ability to move cops who have a history of complaints against them. That was mostly okay. what the story in Minnesota was. And they were talking about, you know, in this case in Minnesota, you got two officers on camera. One's got 17 complaints against them. One's got six complaints against them. How come 17 complaints doesn't add up to something? That seems to me like that indicates a pattern of behavior. 
Not that I do this for a living, but that was the first thing I thought when I read it. And the former police chief in Minnesota, in, in Minneapolis, who was out as of 2017, I think, said that for all the forms they tried to push through, the union pushed back on a lot of them. And so she wasn't able to make the headway she thought she should have been able to make. And part of why she thought she was gone. Yeah, I agree with you. That's what unions do. This lady, as I understand it, was advocating shooting peaceful protesters. Now, if that's not reasonable, I don't know what is. Come on, lady. Please. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, the only African-American Power Five Conference Commissioner, has created the Big Ten Conference Anti-Hate and Anti-Racism Coalition in response to the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis on May 25th. His quote, I've already received powerful notes of support and interest in joining this coalition. Look forward to partnering with existing diversity councils on our various campuses. It's critical that our student athletes possess the rights to free speech, the rights to peaceful protest, and we'll work to empower them in creating meaningful change. Yeah. I mean, certainly, who, who disagrees with that? I think they do have the right to... Well, it depends on, you know, what is the right to free speech? Can you be up there on campus? Can you be at your team's practice uh, doing, saying things that you think is okay, but the university or the football team or the football coach is thinking otherwise? Free speech, and we all agree with it, but what exactly is it within the bounds and the parameters? Right. And When you're dealing with it in the theoretical... We yeah, all agree with it. Of course. Oh, But yeah, depending on what you get up and say on campus that offends boosters who are donating a lot of money, I mean, you can see where the conflicts could arise six months, a year, two years, five years, whatever, down the road. Right. And this, this committee that they're going to form, I hope there is meaningful change. And I hope they get at the grassroots level and discuss all things that involve why we have this situation not select things but all things let's have real discussions about all things that'd be great i'm all for it former auburn head coach and athletic director pat Dye passed away at the age of 80 Dye died at a hospice care facility in auburn complications of kidney and liver failure uh he guided the tigers to 99 wins in 12 seasons won a share of a four at least a share of four sec championships Pat Dye was a, a pretty big name in football through the 80s, PK. 99 wins. That's exactly what Bronco Mendenhall had at BYU, if I'm correct. Yeah. I I don't really remember him at the time, I guess. Probably in the time I did, but looking back. But I certainly know the name. Yeah. Uh, just fresh this morning, about an hour ago, Brett McMurphy tweeting out, Notre Dame versus Navy, scheduled to be played in Ireland on August 29th, will not be held in Ireland likely will be rescheduled for Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium on Labor Day weekend. And he says it'll be the first time in series history the game will actually be played at Navy. You get, That's awesome. You get Notre Dame and you often find a big NFL stadium somewhere on the East Coast. Yeah, w- what a thrill that's going to be for those folks there, obviously. I, I look forward to that and, and very much hope it can be played. And that would be a game I'd be interested in watching considering, you know, they've been playing for so many years. But as you say, it's either in South Bend or some other place. And this would be, I think it would be really sweet. They played that game in Baltimore. They played it yeah. in New York. I think they played it in Philly. I don't know if they've right. gone to Boston or Washington, D.C., but it's usually headed for an NFL stadium. And Navy, just by the nature of the school, they got fans everywhere. So it's... It's never really a home game for them, but it's always kind of sort of a home game for them. I think with our with our harbor and our Irish Catholic population, <laughs> I'd like to see it in Salt Lake. They actually took it to San Diego about five years ago. 
That's yeah, yeah. Ob- take, obvious. Take, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, take that game all over the country. But it looks yeah. now like it's headed for Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium on campus for the first time. That'd be great. That's Brett McMurphy uh, Stadium reporting that. Uh, tweeted that out about an hour ago. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It's going to definitely be a culture shock. I think it's going to be very more. Unless they start micing up everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get crazy. I mean, I, I think they should, though, bro. They should give the fans, like, an insight to really see what goes on in between them, them white lines, bro. It gets crazy, bro. It definitely does. I know in the trenches it, cra- it get crazy. And I know out there on the, on the outside it gets crazy, too. The conversations we going back and forth on. That's Deshaun Jackson right there talking about players being mic'd up. Uh, he was talking about it as uh, one way the NFL can allow fans to experience a new portion of the game if there are no fans in the stands, or I suppose if there's a very limited number of fans in the stands. The mic'd up stuff is usually a big hit. I'm all for it. Give it a shot. Yeah, I think the fans in the stands is irrelevant because they wouldn't be able to hear it unless it was broadcast on the loudspeakers. But as I think of uh, innovative ways going forward, I think this is inevitable. And it may not be live, you know, maybe like what they do with the coaches' uh, huddles in the NBA. They didn't necessarily live, so if somebody says something, although all the stuff that's been on television these last few days is certainly breaking down barriers, and we know, you know, what's it going to be? From the days of I Love Lucy sleeping in separate beds <laughs> to uh, people saying uh, different amounts of people sleeping in the same bed. I mean, if you just follow the timeline, uh, we're headed in that direction. I feel sorry for your grandkids, DJ. They're going to be exposed <laughs> to things that your mother would just be horrified at. But it's like you said, what is going to be on TV during an NFL game that hasn't been on TV the last uh, the last week? Uh, yeah. There's been nonstop line of people apologizing for what you just heard. Right, and that's just on the KMYU stuff that they you know. and Fox do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just sitting around. Boom! Oh, that'd be great. Can we mic the Channel 2 <laughs> behind the scenes? Meanwhile, back in the sports <laughs> office. Yes. Tim, Matt, and DJ. Uh-oh. <laughs> Some of the TV stuff that I've finest. heard, just the stuff that I've heard has been outrageous. <laughs> the bleep and remote. That's enough to get things started. I can't find that thing again. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> Vegas wide receiver Henry Ruggs III suffered a cut to his thigh while moving things into a trailer recently. The injury is not considered serious to be, uh, according to some reports. He's trying to move furniture or something, his father, Henry Ruggs Jr., said. It's pretty much okay. I'm about to go out there and see him in a little bit. It's like a little open wound on his leg, a little incision. Like something stuck him on his thigh a little bit. He was the first wide receiver taken in this year's NFL draft after running a 4.27 second 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine. Gotta hire somebody else to move your stuff and not get hurt, or put this on the list of crazy sports injuries that they're cover stories for. Guys washing their truck or riding motorcycles or doing whatever. Who knows? Oh, come on. Who doesn't have moving stories <laughs> or going into storage? I was uh, a f- some friend of ours, they had moved away when we were living in California and they had some storage and they needed to get a picture. And so we went and got it, and I was up on the ladder reaching over and my wife was below and the thing slips down it's big picture frame a big portrait of a child comes down hits her right below the neck and like an idiot i start laughing because i thought it was funny but she was really hurt and i felt so bad and we've all got those stories or i when when i moved from uh, phoenix down to casa grande 
my sister gave me some stuff as I rented an apartment. And my brother-in-law, her husband, helped me move in the back of the truck. When we got down there, and it's about an hour away, hour and a half away, <laughs> half the stuff that we had was missing. <laughs> I had a couch for like four years. <laughs> I had to put the, it was a three-cushion couch, but I had to put two cushions together because somewhere along the line, the thing fell out and neither one of us noticed. <laughs> I've always wondered driving down the freeway why there was a couch cushion on the side of the road. Like, hey, what are you doing? Turns out it might have been yours. Yeah. yeah, and there's a reason why my sister was getting rid of it in the first place. At the time, she had smoked for many years. She no longer does. It smelled bad. It had about 42 smoke holes in it, oh. little burn holes from oh. cigarettes. But, I mean, you're 23 years old. You don't you have take, any money. You take the freebie. Yeah. Take the family oh, yeah. hand me down. Right. When uh, when we moved from our apartment in the first house we bought, my brother-in-law came to move, and, and you know, you rent the truck and that. So we load the truck up. Of course, we're morons, so we don't load it exactly right. The load is in balance. We realize that at the end, we don't want to reload the truck. And my brother-in-law said, well, I can just crawl in the back here and hold on to some of the key stuff. And so I drive the four miles or whatever it was, and everything's going fine until I take the left-hand turn into the neighborhood a little too quickly. And it really wasn't crazy, but you got to account for the stuff that's poorly balanced in the back of the truck that you can't see. And it's a big box truck too. It's not like a pickup truck, right? So I really, I can't see in this box, obviously. And it's this neighborhood, which I later got used to, but I wasn't used to then. The curbing for all the rain and snow melt stuff, the cur- it was kind of a deep uh, drop there. And so as I went through, I realized I did it. That was a little too fast. I heard my brother-in-law shout from the back of the truck. And so we pull up in front. He hops out. My wife had been at the house organizing some stuff that had come in previous trips. And we get out, and he's like, he's, dude, that was a phenomenal amount of movement in the back of that truck. And he's yelling. And my wife is like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm driving. He's in a box truck. And like, you're driving too fast. He's not belted in. He's not even sitting down. He's holding on to stuff that's flying around in the back. She's looking at us like, my brother's a moron. My husband's a moron. I am surrounded by stupid guys. You two are too stupid to be left alone for about 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, that's kind of fair, actually. Fortunately, nobody got hurt. she loves you. Yeah, I know. But she was really looking at us like, you're just complete (laughs) idiots. You are complete. You're Beavis and Butthead. You two are complete freaking idiots. Somebody could have been hurt. Buckled in. You weren't even sitting down. Yeah, I don't know. That's Who a was good, Beavis? That's a good question, but I don't really want to revisit the topic. It's not a day I covered myself in glory. I'd like to just move on. I shouldn't even okay. told the story. Anyway, DJ and PK. All right, so uh, Henry Ruggs III, uh, when we got time, let's sit down and compare stories because uh, we got them. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Oklahoma City Thunder owner Clay Bennett reportedly very vocal on the NBA's Board of Governors call last Friday as to why the league and owners need to consider the competitive and financial plights of smaller market teams that could be left out of the season's summer resumption in Orlando. Bennett spoke of exhausting ways to accommodate all the non-playoff teams still wanting to play. He wondered, was there a safe way to bring back all 30 teams, according to a report from who else? Woj! Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN. Get that the eight teams that are left out don't necessarily want to be there, don't have a motivation for playing, would just be playing out the string. But PK comes back to some of those clubs uh, for all the feelings inside the club about not wanting to play. The one argument is get to 70 games, make sure you get the checks from the regional sports networks because that's an important chunk of money to some of these clubs. 
Well, I think it's important to chuck money to every club. And uh, so, yeah. But if I was on, if I was a manager or some type of front office person or even a player, if the league is playing and it's not the postseason, I should be playing. Otherwise, I am disappointed. That's, I, don't, I wouldn't want to be left out. I've been saying it all along. In my mind, either go 30 or go 16. I mean, I'll live with whatever, and I'll be glad whatever comes back. So it's not the end of the world either way, especially for me because I don't really care. But if I were one of those guys, I would want to I would want to come back. I want to have my guys back for no other reason, man. Show some leadership. And you, as I said, Monty Williams talking on this stuff. Uh, whomever it might be, Luke Walton talking on. There's a lot of opportunities there to, to lead in our community because we look to sports figures as leaders. Whether we want to or not, they're going to do it. Some of them are going to be outrageous. Some are going to be more calm. But celebrities in our country, for whatever reason, they have a significant voice. There Just is, look at you. There is no doubting about that. The Hornets, the Bulls, the Knicks. The Pistons, Hawks, and Cavaliers, the Timberwolves, and Warriors. Those are the eight teams that would be left out of that potential uh, 22-team yeah. restart that we've heard heard about over the weekend. I mean, under the circumstances, to me, it makes no sense to leave Minnesota of all teams out. Uh, for another report from Woj, teams left out of the playoffs. There's been talk on the possibility of mandatory summer training camps and regional fall leagues. For four to five teams, it could bridge the length of gap because they could be looking yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten nine months, months, depending on when this next uh, season That's ridiculous. Starts. So what are we going to have? They're going to play in the NIT? Is that what we're going to do now? That's what it sounds like, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, Thursday is when the NBA's got the Board of Governors, and they're supposed to uh, decide what they're going to do. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Well, the Washington Nationals have changed direction. Uh, They've told their minor leaguers that they're going to receive their full weekly stipends of $400 through June. Originally, they weren't going to do that. So now that doesn't address July and August, which presumably they would have gotten. But their statement says that we will evaluate this month by month. Major League Baseball has discussed playing a shorter schedule in which you would pay members of the Major League Baseball Players Association their full prorated salaries, according to reports. Major League Baseball does not intend to formally propose it for players, but there's a possibility of implementing a schedule of around 50 games that would start in July. It's been considered by the league as a last resort in the event the parties can't come to a deal. Players have balked at not receiving prorated salaries as stipulated in a March agreement with Major League Baseball. And I guess the idea here from baseball is if we're going to be losing money on the games because we pay them prorated, then we might as well pay play as few as possible. So the 82 taken down to 50, and there's thought that this is a negotiating tactic and gamesmanship because the players had talked about going from 82 up 32 games to 114. Yeah. So now uh, are they going to compromise games? back at 82? I know 50 seems like you, that's a lot of spring training for 50 games, right? You're, yeah. going, you're going through a month of spring training, and then you're going to play for less than two months. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that seems way too small. Unless they're just floating as a negotiating thing, not even formally proposing it, and trying to get the players off the 114 number back to 82. Because the owners okay. think they'd lose even more money. So, well, wake me up when they figure it out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> exactly. All right, there you go. That's what's training. Those are the headlines out there, and they're all brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system. With the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690, that's Shamrock Plumbing.
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Uh, more quotes from Greg Popovich yesterday. How much do you want to hear from Popovich? How much do you want to hear from any celebrity? We were just discussing him right then. Uh, lots of celebrities weighing in on social media and with statements. Uh, how much does this mean to all of you? How much of it do you care? How much of it do you want to hear? We will get to that next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.